back to Meddling Kids Podcast, where we cover all things scary and weird for listeners near and far. My name is Bree, and my name is Cord, and we're roommates who met on Twitter during a pandemic in 2020 and became instant best friends. Um, if you guys are listening to us right now, we just want to add that we're actually recording this on video. Yeah, so come check us out on YouTube, girls. Due to the fact that you will be seeing us on video, and this is a Halloween special, we have decided to slip into something more comfortable, not a coma, but a costume. (laughs) Okay, be right back. I am Little Lad. I'm a nun. So, guys, back to our Halloween special. <laughs> and before I say anything else, I do want to give a massive trigger warning on this episode, as it is extremely disturbing. And I do not say that lightly. You have been warned. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, guys. We're so excited to have you here to listen, to watch, maybe. We aren't sure what you're doing, and frankly, it's up to you. If you want to see us, that's great. If you don't. Well, I don't blame you. Yes. <laughs> now you can finally put a face to these beautiful voices that you've been listening to for the past few months. We have a very exciting season coming up. Um, we have lots of cases. And we're kicking into overdrive with how effed up these cases are. And we want to hear back from you guys. Do you like the split up episodes where we kind of do like urban legends and spooky stories? Or do you want to just listen to true crime? So we want to hear feedback. So let us know. Yeah, let us know. Send us some messages, comments, whatever. Let's just kind of get into what the meddling kids are for a minute. Let's talk about that. Nobody knows. Well, you guys know. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. The real ones know. Our name is heavily inspired by our favorite cartoon as children. Scooby freaking do. And I wouldn't have gotten away. Me- <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids. Okay. Oh. Maybe I won't edit a sound clip in. Maybe I'll just leave that one for you guys. <laughs> you know you know the show. So this case has been something that's piqued both of our interests for a very long time. From the very beginning. Although this case is probably the most gruesome. And I, and I have to say, when I was researching this, I... If you've seen the Instagram post of oh. me on the story of me typing and kind of looking disgusted, that was real. It was real. For real. It was real. It's actually the first true crime case that I've ever watched on YouTube. I've seen Eleanor Neal's video, yeah. and it's kind of like what got me hooked to wanting to do true crime mm. and like then report, not report it, but research it and talk about it. And, yeah. You know? I know. Yeah. So just like a huge extreme trigger warning that in this episode we will be talking about extreme torture, mutilation, and sexual assault. Well, with that being said, let's get into it. Welcome to Meddling Kids Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1, The Hello Kitty Murder. So let's just, we're going to start off by talking about the victim of our story here. Um, Her name was Fan Man Yi, and she was 23 years old, and she was a dancer at a nightclub. This also took, yeah, this took place in Hong Kong. Yeah, by the way. Slash hostess. Yeah, she um, was finally trying to clean up her life of like drug addiction and prostitution after she had her son. Her family abandoned her at an orphanage when she was a child, and so she was raised in this girl's home. 
when she was 16, she left the orphanage because the orphanage believed that once she had reached the age of 16, she could fend for herself. Yeah. Imagine, like, you know what? We're just going to kick you out of the orphanage when you're 16. You can just figure it out on your own, you know? Right. So this is what kind of led Finn into the life of prostitution, drugs. You know, this happened back in the 90s as well, um, just to kind of add that in there. And she did have um, a history of petty crime because of her addiction. So she would often, like, steal things, money, etc., so that she could feed into her drug addiction. And also, just, like, get by. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. She really just didn't have a chance from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, she worked as a dancer at the Empress Karaoke Nightclub. And in May 1996, that is where she met her husband, also a drug addict. They moved in together and had a son in 1998. So, unfortunately, neighbors would often uh, report and complain to the police that they'd be woken up by the sounds of domestic abuse. So, her and her husband did have a very um, toxic relationship, and they did end up separating. In 1997, she started working as a sex worker at Romance Villa, which was a brothel. Which, you know, it was kind of say safer in quotations just to get her off the streets it was more you know she was there she had other sex workers around her they had you know the people who own the club all that so it is a little safer for her safer safe stretch safer maybe yeah Due to Fan's job, she did come in contact with many dangerous clients and characters, and most of her clients were members of the Chinese Mafia group, and she knew how dangerous it was, but she decided she still wanted to take the risk anyways because she didn't have an education, and she just had to do what she had to do to make money so she could live her life. Also, like, getting involved, like, as a sex worker who's trying to make money, she sees these Mafia members as, like, cash cows really literally she she did have a lot of like regular clients which we're going to get into now when we talk about the case so that's just a little bit of history on fan and yeah she was so young and she she really just didn't have a chance from the very beginning it's such a sad and heartbreaking life that she did live so in 1997 a man named chan man lock sorry if we butcher any of these names as well like I'm sorry, his name was Chang. <laughs> I already messed up his name. He he did meet Fan at uh, the Romance Villa when she was 23 years old, and he was a part of the Chinese Mafia. Um, Fan quickly turned into one of his favorites, so he would often come to the Romance Villa requesting her, and um, he paid her for long sex sessions, and... Ice and they would have ice and meth binges together. What is ice? Is ice meth? I don't know because I've seen it. I've seen a multiple. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I've I don't seen know it either. in multiple. Like I've seen either meth or ice. So I think it might be maybe the same thing. Yeah. Maybe it's not. I don't fucking know. But they would just do a ton of drugs together, mm-hmm. these huge binges, and just like have sex for long, periodically times. They also connected because they both had a really troublesome family life growing up. So it almost was like a friendship as well. Mm-hmm. And he would visit her regularly for like a couple of years. Yeah. So during this time, Fan decided to get a little brave. And I don't know why she did this, but I guess she really needed the money. But she tried to steal Chang's wallet, which 
I've seen tons of different amounts of money. I'm not sure the exact amount of money that she did steal. Some say it was like $700. Some say it was like $2,000. But she did steal a large sum of money from his wallet, and he caught her. Then, in May of 1999, a very distressed young child of the ripe age of 14 years old paid a visit to the Hong Kong police station. She came in alone with no guardian and reported to the police that she was being haunted by a spirit of a woman in her 20s that was covered in blood. The teenage girl confessed that she had partaken in a month-long torture and murder of a young woman in her 20s, and the spirit was indeed the victim coming back to haunt her in her dreams. I don't think those are dreams, babes. I think that just might be guilt. Might be a little bit of PTSD. But obviously, when she first came to the police station, they kind of didn't take her seriously. Yeah, like, what are you supposed to do? Arrest a ghost? <laughs> like, the cuffs will never fit. So she went on to confess that she was only 13 years old when she did partake in the murders, and she was not alone during this. The girl then told police that she was the youngest and the only female that was part of the group and all the others were men above their 20s and all a part of the Chinese mafia filled with rich and powerful men. She proceeded to confess to the police that the men did this to the woman and she would just occasionally join in. She was probably scared, honestly. Let's just assess that situation for a second. 13 years old. The only female. Hanging out with a bunch of mafia men. In their 20s. The mafia boys. The MBs. Like, what? Why? Why, babes? Well, she did get dragged into the situation because one of the older men was her boyfriend. Who was what? 34, 34 years, years old. old. Thank you. So she, she was probably, I got a feeling this could have been like, she might have been pulled in to do some sex trafficking, some sort of sex work. It's probably some sort of same situation as Fanny, yeah. where she might have been in an orphanage as well, and just kind of got wrapped up in, obviously, with the wrong people. Yeah. And she, she was scared. Really big, strong, confident men, like these men we're talking about, and I'm totally not being sarcastic here, prey on these young, vulnerable girls and give them, like, a sense of family, and then... <coughs> Excuse me. They have... <coughs> One second. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Choking. I'm alright. Can I debate? No. Okay. Yeah, anyways, they prey on these young girls, and, like, these girls just, like, are looking for somewhere to belong and end up doing stupid, stupid things. Mm-hmm. She just probably needed just a literal roof over her head. Truly. And that's what happened, and she just got dragged in with these, the MBs. The MBs, yep. So, March 17th. 1999. Two triad members, so Chinese Mafia, the mm. MBs. Um, 27-year-old Leung Xing Chao and 21-year-old Leung Wei Lung, Lun, sorry, I really just can't say these names. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive. No, it's okay. Okay, thanks. They, they were ordered by Chan to kidnap Fan because of the wallet situation. Because he wanted um, an extra... 10,000 Hong Kong dollars for, like, interest. She did pay, like, 4,000 
I'm not sure if it was the ten thousand U.S. I don't know. I don't know the conversion. I know it's confusing. Who fucking she, knows? She eventually she gave the four thousand Hong Kong dollars back to him immediately. Up front, she was. But he yeah. was so pissed that I guess essentially he, she broke that trust with mm-hmm. him that he wanted another ten thousand Hong Kong dollars for interest, which obviously she could not come up with quick enough for his agenda. So the three men grabbed Fan and they drove her to a property belonging to the mafia group, and they put her in an old, run-down unfurnished dark apartment but it actually was furnished with hello kitty memorabilia there was like hello kitty bed sheets and curtains and pillows and toys but it was dirty and disgusting there and just and belonged to a chinese mafia picture like a frat house a frat house times one million but just full of hello kitty merch for whatever reason god so the way that they wanted her to pay her debts off is by making her prosecute herself out to people and taking all the money that she makes and using it to pay off her debts. So they basically just made a brothel that just included Fan. Um, the first night, everyone w- when everyone was collected at the apartment, they, everyone was high on meth, and they just decided that it was time to beat and rape this poor woman until she was unconscious. The men would use... Broken metal pipes, kitchen utensils, and bits and piece of pieces of furniture to beat her. The beatings and the rape became routine, and every day Fan would be beaten and raped by these three men just over and over constantly. After a while, she was so brutally beaten that she would was no longer to provide the services that she was using to pay her debts, and no men found her attractive enough anymore because... They thought she was so badly beaten. Yeah, they just didn't want to pay her for sex anymore because she just looked horrible. It's disgusting. She was just so beaten so brutally. Um, they. This is where we get into the torture part, guys. This part of this was really hard to research. It's going to be really disturbing to talk about. So, so just you know, bear with us. If you don't want to listen to this part, I suggest skipping ahead. Um, it's it's going to get really gross at this point. So let's just get into this. Yeah. Um. So they tied her up, and they took off her shoes, melted plastic straws with little lighters, and then they used, they took the straws and, like, pushed them onto the bottoms of her feet so that they would blister and burn her feet. And they did this for several hours before becoming bored with the straws. Instead, they, um, after they got bored of the straws, they then just held an open flame to her blistered feet, which they were trying to make it hurt her so much that she couldn't stand up or walk away they would pour chili oil and then different kinds of food peppers anything that would like burn her they would put dirt they would rub their own urine and their own feces into her wounds and they would just literally every time she would have an open wound they would just shove stuff into it and like yeah just make it way more uncomfortable they for would her. shove like foods and spices and like their own like waste Ugh. In her sometimes in the room they would like also starve her and force her to consume her own urine and feces and they would beat her if she like gagged or like refused they would also like pee in her mouth and like pee in her eyes and like rub all this like stuff into her eyes as well and they would make that they would make her eat like their feces and like just it was really disgusting they they had no respect or they just did not care about this woman at all all they wanted to do was just torture the poor girl each night they would actually hang her from her feet um 
like a t- they would hang around a hook from her feet attached to the apartment ceiling. During this time, they would just go into the next room and play video games as if there wasn't a woman in the next room literally dying. Yeah, like they got bored of beating her on the ground, so they suspended her up to literally make her a human punching bag. After torturing her for so long, Fan could not even move, and the men said that she was no longer fun because she just didn't react to the beatings anymore. She was just, she would just she take like it. gave up. Yeah, she was just, li- she was just dying, and they so just sad. She was just boring to them because she wasn't reacting. Like when they first started beating her, they would like make her smile. Like they would tell her, "You have to smile. You have to laugh. You have to say, I enjoyed this. This is so fun." Like they would make her do shit like that to make it seem like she was enjoying it. But she just wasn't reacting anymore at this point, probably because she was just dying. Yeah. On April 15th, the three men and um, the 13-year-old girlfriend went out to, like, go get some food. Like, they left the house. Usually, they would lock Fen in the bathroom to make it harder for her to escape. Like, she had any strength to leave. But they would lock her up. They stayed out for hours this time, but when they came back... That was when Chang Manlock's 13-year-old girlfriend went to use the bathroom and found Fan Man Yi dead in the bathtub. Her body was oozing a thick orange pus, and they didn't want to keep her in the bathroom of the apartment anymore. They didn't want to keep her in the apartment at all, because it just, she was going to decay. Yeah, and he literally looked at, um... Men ye no sorry men look looked at um the thirteen year old girl and said she now must be destroyed. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. Um, I what I'm thinking as I was researching this because I never like and I never looked it up. So I don't know if you know. Mm-hmm. Did she kill herself or did she just die? Like how? her body just essentially is like succumbed to the abuse and the I torture. Wasn't sure if she just kind like, of like she was infected. From yeah. the inside out. So sad. They didn't want her to be recognizable if she was found, so they cut her body into pieces, and they put the body parts in a pot and boiled them so it was easier to remove the flesh from her bones. After they were doing this, they began to get a little peckish, so they decided to move the pot that they had this poor woman's remains in over to another burner and cook some ramen noodles. It's actually... There was rumors that they actually did use the pot that she was Ugh. cooked in to cook food in it as That's well. That's disgusting. These men are s- sick. Like, how people. do you well, consciously, like, how do you don't knowingly do that? Like, what? Don't, you don't have a conscience. At that point, you are not, you don't have a conscience. You are a sociopath. There's something wrong with these men. Um, so when the men finished boiling the skin and muscles off of her bones, they took her skull and stuffed it into a Hello Kitty mermaid doll and sewed it back up. The only thing that the police found was her skull in the doll and her teeth on the floor and the rest of her organs in the fridge. Like, why refrigerate them? I don't know, like, because the girl who, like, confessed this, it was like a month or, like, it was a lot, like, not... It was, like, a year. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a full year. It was, like, uh, so this happened May, and then... No, it happened April, and then in May, when was April? She came to the police. So it was, like, oh. a month, just a month after, or a few weeks after. Well, she must have her birthday between then, then. She did, yeah. It was around her birthday. What? 
so these men just like kept like in the apartment they just kept her there like no big deal let's just go back to living our lives like Like, a plaything. so disgusting the three men told their parts of the story saying that they were just running a brothel with fan and it was all consensual they went on to say that fan was a drug addict and accidentally overdosed so they got scared of getting in trouble and covered up the death by hiding her body which was later debunked because her husband said in court that she had completely cleaned up after giving birth to her son. The men got charged with manslaughter. Like, but they still did. They were given life sentences and visited by a psychiatrist, but they were diagnosed with no mental illnesses. They were also eligible for parole last year in 2020. Did they get out? No. Um, How were they eligible for parole? I would love to know. I don't understand. Okay, you're going to get a life sentence, but you're eligible for parole. Like, they literally tortured a woman, chopped her up, and shoved her in a Hello Kitty doll. Like, what? Life sentence. They should have been death penalty. Death to them all. Yeah, they were just sociopaths with no emotions. Yeah, that's what that was was said. Um, The 13-year-old girl was let free because she brought so much evidence to the case, and she's also 13. Yeah, she was granted, like, full immunity from Mm. it. I'm just, I, I, I'm just hoping she went in some sort of witness protection or something. And yeah. Can you imagine, like, that's going to weigh on her for the rest of her life, like, that she was involved with this? Um, due to the accounts that this teenage girl gave about um, Fan Meng Yi coming to haunt her, people believe that her spirit was easy to communicate with. The apartment building where Fan had been murdered became a meeting place for people who believed they could contact her spirit. I understand Mm -hmm. you want to connect with this ghost Mm -hmm. but you're going to an apartment where a woman was literally tortured to death like maybe just use the Ouija board at home I don't know man I just feel like it's I guess maybe it was like a very high profile case very highly publicized publicized (laughs) I can't fucking say you know what I'm trying to say yeah I know publicized Public, right? It's a very public case. <laughs> public, <laughs> but at first, the like the mediums, the psychics, the people who wanted to communicate with fan spirit, was all very innocent. But it became toxic when people just started to do some really questionable, weird things there. Yeah, I just like don't. Eat. I don't want to know. Yeah, I just don't want to know. Um, in 2012, the apartment building was demolished and rebuilt into a hotel in. 2016. Maybe so. we should book a room there sometime. I'm good. You know what? I am too. I was just that was. A, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I don't either. So that that's the facts of this case. That is the that is the timeline, the history, and I'm sure out of all the research we did, there is way more to it than just the torture that we see in there. Like that's this is there's all definitely from, a lot more that just wasn't released to absolutely. The media. Well, this is all from. The 13-year-old, or the story, the 14-year-old girl that came forward, this is all from her point of view. This is what she's seen. Probably so much more went on. Yeah, when she wasn't around. For a full month, like, poor Fan was just tortured and raped and beaten. and Like, for a full month, like, she survived that. Can you imagine, like, ugh. How? I'm sorry. How are you about to torture someone in a house full of Hello Kitties? I don't know. Like, what I don't understand... This apartment building was a vacant building, so it was just like, what the fuck? I guess the Chinese mafia was just living there. They probably owned it. They probably did, but like, they have a lot of money. Why the fuck are they living in this rundown apartment vacant? It's just gross. Yeah, but they, is the money theirs? 
Well, maybe they didn't actually live there. They probably just had it there, so they... It's probably their, like, trap house. Do you think that they did it to other people beforehand? Do you think that this was just the one that they got caught with? It was probably... The girl, the girlfriend was probably new to the scene. Like, mm-hmm. there was probably so much more that was done that she just wasn't around to see. I still don't know who owned all of the, the Hello Kitty paraphernalia. Yeah, like... Like, why was it in there? That is so weird. Uh, like, truly, like... I can... I'll never look at Hello Kitty the same. Actually, I know. Can you imagine how... Every time I see, like, like when clothing brands and, like, makeups, mm-hmm. like, do collabs, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I know. I feel so bad for Hello Kitty. Like she, she just lived she in She didn't ask for this. She did not ask for a dead woman's body to be stuffed inside her. Yeah. In all serious though, like, when we do cases like this, we do try to put a little bit of humor into it just to make it easier for us. But, like, this is a really, really sad story. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting and disturbing what happened to her and her poor son. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all over the media. Like, there's no way that this little boy doesn't know. He might not even know that that was his mom. Yeah. You really don't know. Honestly, for the better. Yeah. And he's, well, geez, he's only around our age, I guess. He's born in 98, 97. Yeah, so he's probably like 25, 24. He's like Colby's age, so he's literally in his 20s. Well, if you're out there, King. If you're listening to us right now. We're sending you lots of can love. Can you imagine if this random boy from Hong Kong, who is like our age, just listens to he could honestly, like, just listen to things about her. Maybe he does. I don't know. I, I don't justice. know. I wouldn't. I don't know. If you're listening know. to this, King, we are so sorry that that happened to your mother. Like, it wasn't fair. Nothing that ever happened to her was, was fair. We hope you're safe and happy. Yeah, I hope you are. I wonder, like, after all this happened, like, did Hello Kitty have to release any statements? Like, what did this do I've actually, sales? I've never seen anything. Really? Never. Do you think it affected their sales at all? No. I, w- I was trying because I was looking up um, the Hello Kitty mermaid doll just to get, like, an idea of, like, how big this thing was. It was like a Squishmallow. Like, it was yeah. huge. It was pretty big, but you can't get them anymore. They don't make those. Not the same one. Not the, I wonder why. Not the blue tail. I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my God. It's just so disturbing. I know I've seen that, uh, that blue mermaid tail Hello Kitty before, though, in my time. Bitch, why? Hello Kitty... I know what like why the innocence of that doll is just now ripped. I know I can't look at her the same. I'm so sorry, Hello Kitty. So sorry, Madam Kitty. But you're done. You're done. (laughs) So that's basically all we have for the case today. Um, There's not much to discuss. It's a pretty straightforward case. It's cut and dry. Ugh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. We uh, we have a lot of very exciting things coming up for you guys. Yes, we do. We are, we can't really get into it right now at this moment in time. We yeah, we hopefully maybe if we can by the end of the week maybe maybe we can edit it in. Yeah, but if not, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> we are so excited. We're we are working on a really cool project with a lot of really cool people who we love dearly already. A lot of people. And they're really freaking cool, and especially Becky. I freaking love you, Wes. <laughs> and Fabian, and too. And Fabian, you're crazy. And, and Amy. Fabian's wife. And Amy, yeah, she's a hoot. Yeah, she's a fucking queen. And Chrissy, we love you. Hi, Chrissy, if you're listening to this. Hey. Everyone's like, who the fuck are these? We'll see you on Thursday. Well, they'll know. They Fog know. Fest. Woo. Actually, this is going to come out after Fogfest. Yeah, but we. L- Fogfest was lit. <laughs> yeah, Fogfest <laughs> was so fucking cool. It's on Thursday. It's Monday right now. Um, oh. 
But happy yeah. fucking Halloween, motherfucker. Yeah, happy Halloween, guys. Ow, 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 ow. Spooky skeleton. Skeletons and shivers down my spine. Ah, ah. Oh, that was... Get into it, y'all. That was great. So, anyways, we're just going to wrap this up here now, guys. If you want to follow us on our Instagram, which is Meddling Kids Podcast. Also, YouTube. Check us out. You'll see us. We're live in the flesh right now. Yeah, we got our YouTube up where you can see us and our reactions. And our costumes. And we also have a TikTok, our oh, Meddling yeah. Kids TikTok. If you're wondering why the Meddling Kids TikTok has so many followers, it's, it's because everyone loves us and we're really good at what Yeah, no know. videos yet. It was actually an account I made two years ago. It has been The Shed, it has been The Ipos, and it is now currently the Meddling Kid Podcast. So go show it some love. Show it some love. Go show it some love, girl. Go show it some love. I'm show just... it. Oh my god. Um, Go show it some... Go show us some love. Um, be safe on Halloween. Don't eat any pixie sticks your dad gives you. We might have to do a case. We no, we might have to do an episode on that case. So stay tuned for that one. If you guys have any requests, our DMs are always open. Swag. Cut <laughs> that out. Oh my god. Our DMs are always open. We love hearing feedback from you guys. We're also really um, appreciative of how patient you guys have been with us. Mm-hmm. So we took a little bit of a hiatus. We had to get some shit together, man. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to add, too, is because I noticed this when I was fucking around with the app that we used to uh, upload the podcast on. People can send us voice messages. So we had received a voice message from someone. No way. So um, that was really what cool. What say? I'll add it in here um, at this clip. Uh, I'll just add it in. Yes, send us voice messages, and we might add you in the next episode. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to add one in here now from one of our uh, listeners. So enjoy. I'm literally sitting here dying laughing as my child, two-year-old, is watching Whippy. But I'm listening to you guys instead, and I'm dying laughing at the fact that the girl had to tell you that her neighbor was a diddler. You guys literally have the same freaking personality as me, and I'm dead. Just had to say that. Love you, guys. All right. So, that's it for today's episode. Yeah, thank you very much for your voice memo, baby. Um, that's it. Chloe Dagen. <laughs>